timeouts left. The Lakers have two. Bryant to shot. What's up, everybody? How are we doing today? Welcome to this edition of 48 Minutes Basketball Network as my camera is nowhere near in focus right now. That's spectacular. Okay, there we go. All right, we're making this work now. Uh, so that was a start. Uh, I'm Tim Daniel. I'm here as always with Sean Mackey. And What's going on? Boy, do we got a lot of playoff basketball to talk about. Woo! A lot going on. What a fun playoffs. It's It has been. It's been a wild playoffs. I mean, because I don't think anyone could have predicted what has been happening three months ago. Um, So I actually saw, so going into the second round, it's the first time that there's been at least one number of each seed in the second round total. So there's a one, there's a, there's one, one, there's one, two, one, three down the line. So I thought that was kind of cool. That is, that is cool. Yeah. How often do you see a six versus seven in the second round? Like, you know what I mean? So this was we we said this like earlier in the year like this this has like been one of the weirdest years because it's been completely wide open the whole yeah. year and it's it totally proved it too everything was wide open the entire year honestly the seating um you know as long as someone got in the playoffs this year they had a shot yeah absolutely so, I mean I like I still I mean I go back and forth who I think you know is gonna win the whole thing um but it's uh. It's been interesting. It's probably been one of the most interesting playoffs in a long time. Yeah, I've I've had a lot of fun with it. Um, I think we really needed one of these instead of the like, yeah, oh, you're just gonna see that team run through. Um, so um, yeah, I mean we are recording right now. It is halftime of the Sixers uh Sixers Celtics game. Sixers up nine right now, Joel Embiid, 21 points, uh defending Ooh. his MVP trophy. So that's solid. And we will be off the air before the Phoenix Denver game. So if something insane happens there, we likely will not get to it on tonight's episode, obviously. Um, but I do want to kind of talk about all the other, the other series going on. And I do obviously want to get into these two as well, but um, let's talk about the Miami, New York series, because I'm not one to ever like it's I'm, I'm the, it's not over till it's over guy, but this one definitely feels like it's over. And what I mean by that, so the Heat are currently up 3-1. And what they're doing is pretty incredible, uh, as we talked about multiple times. Jimmy Butler, again, last night, 27 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds. Uh, Sean, look, we've always loved Jimmy Butler. We're pro-Jimmy Butler guys. We miss him playing for our favorite team, obviously. Um, But we're happy to see what he's doing, and we're always going to root for him. I'm, I mean, I think I'm at this point now where I think if I just need a player to win one game, whether it's the first game of the regular season or it's the middle of the playoffs or whatever, if I'm like, all right, I just need to win one game. I think I'm calling Jimmy Butler at this point because we may not always win, but he's going to make sure that everything is left out there. And oh, yeah, that's what he does. Well, 
this series has been so interesting and I know we've kind of talked a little bit about it on, on other pods, but um, the Tyler hero injury has made this team a lot more interesting. Um, yes. We're putting the ball in Jimmy Butler's hands more. Um, you're not seeing, you know, I don't know what, you know, hero was averaging 16 a game or something probably before he was going into this 18. Um, and when Jimmy Butler is, against the wall in the corner is when he performs the best. And I will say this. He is one of those guys who also holds a little bit of a grudge facts and going up against Tibbs who arguably made him who he is today. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, I think that's a fair assumption. Um, it's definitely like one of those, you know, you know, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi moments right now where it's like you were, you know, what have you become? I've become what have you, what become? you made me. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So, and he's being able to do it on a huge, huge stage in New York. And yeah. the Knicks have had, and, and the Knicks are a very good team this year. Let's like give them some credit. They have For had a sure. good season. Jalen Brunson has been unbelievable. Uh, you know, Julius Randle dug himself out of the hole of last year and became an all-star. Like, you know, but he even came out after last night's game and said, maybe the heat want it more. Like, it, like when, when you come out and you admit that. Yeah. That's pretty much it, man. That is pretty much it. Uh, Bam has been unbelievable as Freaking well. Awesome. He has been so, so good. And I mean, it's looking more and more like we're going to have the heat again in the conference finals. How many times over the last 15 years have they made it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like the Miami Heat always find these random ass dudes that's like they might not score 14, 15 points, but when they're in a game, they matter. Has anyone heard of Haywood Highsmith before? Like I cover a lot of college. Who is that? (laughs) I don't know. But apparently he's in his second year of the NBA. And (sighs) I mean, he's not going out there and like, you know, scoring 17, 18 points. But last night they're like, we need you. This is a close game. And he's playing six minutes of defense and well, he's he, gonna bucket. Yeah. So yeah, he he got one bucket, couple boards last night. But uh looking at this, and how and I have to say this, like a guy who's not he's not putting up huge stats, but is definitely making a difference on this team. How about Kevin Love, man? I on I said this during the Knicks series for the Cavs, where I said that I feel like if Kevin Love plays in this series, it changes so much for them because they have the guy who's been there. Yeah. And you know what? Miami is really enjoying having the guy that's been there. Yeah. Well, not only is he the guy that's been there, but he, he has such a high basketball IQ. He's so good at throwing outlet passes. He's an excellent passer. Um, He's always been a great outlet passer of all time. Okay. I (laughs) really do. I, I, I can't argue with that on that one. Um, but, uh, you just look and see what, what they've been doing to this team. I mean, and they've been getting, uh, Max, Max Struess, man, he's been playing decently. I mean, they just have so many, they've been getting so much production out of guys that you just wouldn't think you'd get super duper production out of right now. And, uh, you know, Jimmy 10 assists, 27.6 rebounds in 42 minutes played, you know, basically the whole game. Yeah, just an incredible, incredible player. I mean, where are we at right now in talking about the legacy of Jimmy Butler? Where, where are you at right now? Um, because 
it's a complicated one. I feel like because uh, multiple teams and multiple teams, how he's left teams, but I think that everything you hear is like maybe not Minnesota wise, but you never hear people complain about being Jimmy Butler's teammate. Um, and unless I think you're cat, <laughs> right? I said unless you're in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, unless you're Minnesota. Yeah. That Jeff Teague, like doing that podcast, telling the story of that practice was oh my incredible. God. That was so oh good. Oh my God. Yeah, that was so good. Um, but I mean, he's certainly a Hall of Famer. And if you try to argue about the other ways at this point, you're wrong. Um, you know, I'd, they won. I'd love they to won. see. I'd, I mean, if he gets a chip, he's definitely in the Hall of Fame. I think he's definitely in the Hall of Fame. I think a chip. You think he is? Okay. Yeah. I mean, multiple time all star, multiple time all defense, you know, um has been has been to a finals. I know it's a finals that people are always gonna try to like discredit because LeBron won it, but um it is a finals. It goes into the I, record books. Yeah, I mean it looks like like you said, so six time all star, four time all NBA third team, five time NBA all defensive second team. Most improved player in 2015 and the NBA steals leader in 2021. Yeah. So, um, you know, pretty, pretty solid resume right now. It's like we get a couple more all-star things on there or a championship where we're, you know, looking pretty for, for a hall of fame induction for him. I, I like you said, he's going to probably make it regardless. Um, do you ever like, I often like to compare players from eras and guys that just, work harder than everyone and and the only comparison in american sports that i could ever throw out you know what i'm probably going to throw out my favorite baseball player of all time ricky henderson a guy jimmy's gonna get three steals today well i mean you look at you look at ricky's ricky i think i think ricky's one of the greatest players of all time and i i even though like i don't i don't think he gets enough credit for what he did over his career. Oh, that I a million percent agree with. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that, you know, got more home runs and everything, but he was probably the best leadoff hitter of his era. You I know, mean, he worked harder. He he was in his 11th season when he broke the steals record. So, and then he continued onward for like another 12 years after that. I mean, and just kept adding to it. So, but I look at someone like like Jimmy who is kind of a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. Not you don't see him palling around with a whole lot of people unless it's Mark Wahlberg, um, but you just don't see him. There's just no nonsense there. He's working hard, and you know he comes to work with the hard hat on, and no matter what, he's like, you know what? He sm- he's like, I smell blood in the water. Let's go ahead and try to do this. And he's doing very similarly what LeBron is doing on on the West side right now. Yeah. Absolutely. He's he's like, this is anyone's anyone's championship this year. And we have a shot. We have two all-stars on this team. We have a bunch of role players. We got Kevin Love, who's been on here, has, has been in, in the uh in the NBA finals before, won a chip. We've got a really good team. And they they very well could make it to the NBA finals again this year. I mean, I don't think that's out of question at all. No, no, not at all. I think I mean, especially they match up very, very well with Boston. Um, yeah the heater zombies man like they're just like 
You can never ever <laughs> like get rid of them. You can never, no matter how bad it looks, like they can have an eyeball hanging out. They're well, they're gonna put it right back in, and they're gonna come right back after you. And and give credit to Eric Spolstra, a guy that you know during during his first couple years. I mean, it was easy to clown him because I'm like, this guy just got promoted to a role. He has three of the best players in the world, probably the best three players in the world on one team. You know, so it's easy to to think about that. But over the years, he has built such a resume. He has developed such a culture with Pat Riley there. Um, it's hard nose. And and I've said this before, City of Miami, you don't deserve this team. <laughs> like, oh, no, you're going to get people mad at us again. <laughs> you're going to get people mad at us again. You don't deserve them, man. Like, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm glad they're in Miami. I don't want them to move or anything like that. It would be silly. But, but, you know, but it is funny. Like, I've noticed the last couple of games, a lot of those seats in the lower bowl, they're filled now. You know, people are coming because, you know, we're back. Yeah, I think uh, I think when you look at like the track that they had to get to where they're at, makes it even more impressive in the sense that they lose the playing game to the Hawks. They're down <laughs> to the Bulls with like four minutes, Two minutes left. left. Yeah, yeah. And pull it off by like 10. Um, not a Bulls team to lay an egg. No way. It couldn't be them. But um, and then go to Milwaukee and beat them in five. I understand Giannis misses a game or two. Um, and then now go to the garden. So, you know, where they're placed, no matter what, they're not ever going to be have home court advantage in a playoff series because they're the eighth yeah. seed. So when they go to Philly or if they go to, when they go to Philly or Boston, the next round, they have to play there to start the series. So they I think care. they like, yeah, they, I was going to say, I they think don't they don't care like that they do. Yeah. They're they like, to, all right. You you remember the Bengals that... Super Bowl run when the Bengals like they had the first round they were at home and the rest of the way they're on the road? Oh yeah. Yeah. They loved it. Loved yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like Miami has a lot of that chip on their shoulder. Um, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. I think too. I know the Celtics, as much as they want to go to the finals, I know they do not want to play the Miami Heat next round. I don't think anybody wants to play Miami. Nope. You never want to play the Miami Heat. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, on the next side of things that, you know, like you, you mentioned Randall saying, you know, maybe they just want it more. I feel like they just look gassed. Like Jalen Brunson do. just looks gassed. Um, well, well, and here's the other thing. I mean, any team that's, that's playing for coach Tibbs is going to get ran into the ground. He expects no a lot. Yeah. <laughs> He expects so much of his players and a guy like Jalen Brunson, who has to play like he's two feet taller than he already is game in and game out. And he's an excellent player. I, I'm never going to, I'm him. never going to, yeah, him. he's so good. He's got a great chip on his shoulder. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, you know, we were all kind of like, Oh, they might not miss him that much. They might be able to replace him. And then like, they weren't able to at all. And he was the exact player that they needed this year to be able to get to the next level. And they just let everybody walk. And then they're like, you know what? Let's bring in Kyrie. That's cool. You know, that'll work. I can't believe we're talking about a team that had Kyrie Irving on it. That sabotaged. And it wasn't because of Kyrie Irving. Yeah. It, and it was, yeah, you're right. It wasn't even his fault. It wasn't even his fault. Yeah, it's fascinating. But yeah, Brunson's, you know, just so good and so talented. And you definitely see like, but I just feel like he just looks like just exhausted. And I think a lot of it's just how Miami's playing him. 
Um, and that's what you're kind of really seeing a lot more of. So uh, let's bring Josh. Looks like he just popped in. What hey, up? buddy. How are you? Good evening, fellas. Yeah. How's, how's everything? Good. We were uh, shopping for school dance uh, ensembles. <laughs> Right so on. was out looking for a suit. It's prom and, season. Yeah. Right on. Right so, on. So where where does the kid get a suit these days? Uh well, when you have a kid that's five eleven, it's pretty easy to put him in an adult suit. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Um, I don't want to get to the Lakers Warriors yet. I want to save that for last. And I know we have two games going on tonight for the other two series, but uh real quick, we don't have to go deep dive into Philly, Boston because they're playing right now and Philly's up at half, but I feel like Boston is just totally forgetting who they are through this series and what they do and what we've seen all year. Like there were points this year. If you guys remember, I was like, Boston's going to the finals. Boston's winning this whole thing. They don't look like the team that they were when I said that. Um, Al Horford has guarded Joel Embiid very, very well through this series, but they're also at times forgetting to guard Joel Embiid, which is very laughable to me. Uh, James Harden, you know, when he hits, he's awesome. If he has a bad shooting game, they're a disaster. And he's been overall minus one game pretty damn good this series. So uh, I really enjoy, I think these teams match up really well together. And I, I really want to see Philadelphia win this. You guys know this. I really want to see the Sixers go to the, I want to see the Sixers heat Eastern Conference Finals so bad. I just see Jimmy Butler with a chip on his shoulder against one of his former teams with a Ooh. shot in the finals. But oh. um, he might he might end James Harden if, yeah, if he gets in you're there right. with him. He might just make him he might shoot like like <laughs> three for three for seventeen or something a game, and then we're gonna be like, Welp, back to yep. normal. He's like, well, Hey James, I checked your bags, they're in Houston already for you. Well, you gotta remember, man, the two games that Philly won in this series was that they won the first game, which we were all like super shocked. And Embiid didn't play. And then the second game, they won off of if Smart had a oh yeah a couple tenths yeah. of a second left, he makes a shot at the end of that game that counts, and they lose that game. So the two games that the Celtics have won have been blowouts. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, so it's been super weird. And right now, uh, Philly's up fourteen. They're kind of rolling. So in the garden. In the garden. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I felt like Philly earlier this year, I told you guys, they constructed their team, I think, specifically to try to beat Milwaukee. Um, but I think when they did that, um, I don't think they realized how good Maxi was going to be overall. And he's he stepped mm -hmm. up a lot. And now they're getting they're getting uh, and they're getting like 2006, 17 James Harden back. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So yeah. they win this game, man. Um and they go back to Philly, like that's that's tough for Boston to come out of that hole. It is, man. Um, and you look at they have full on like gone. So tonight their bench has gotten them four points so far. Daniel House Jr. has a bucket, and Paul Reed has a bucket. Shout out my guy Paul Reed, by the way. Loved him at DePaul. Paul Reed and Max Struess were college teammates. I don't know if people remember this, but they played together on a really bad DePaul team, and now look at them. Um, doing their thing <laughs> in the playoffs. So you almost wonder why they were that bad with these two guys in the league. All of a sudden, um, they were. It's DePaul. I think is the best way to put it. 
<laughs> they haven't been good since Q Rich was there. Um, but yeah, I think uh, they're a team that leans a lot on their starters. You know, like you said, the Philly wins tonight. They should win this series, and we'll we'll update it through the show, obviously, uh, just so like whenever people listen to this tomorrow, they know where we're at in the game. But I just still feel like Doc Rivers is going to find a way to coach them out of winning this series. He's going to find a way to out X and O himself and be like, all right, so let's just not run anything for Joel. Uh, and let's just put James in the corner and let's bring in Daniel house to play off op- for offense only. And you're going to be like, Oh no. Oh no. Well, you know, that could happen. Or I, I feel like, I feel like you say that all the time. Tim. And Okay, you're so you're he, usually he, he, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I say he has been the finals but, in 14 years. It's true, man. He's yeah, the, uh, jo- yeah, he's the John Calipari of the NBA. <laughs> That's a great but ups. That's a perfect comp. Don't even get me started. Um, <laughs> Calipari. <laughs> it's true. He's got you know Doc has Joel Embiid and James Harden. That's like incomparable to like DJ Wagner and Robert Dillingham. Really, Robert Dillingham. Dilling Hall, whatever the hell his name is, is coming to Kentucky this year. It's going to be really good. It's the same thing. Tyrese Maxey has played for Calipari and Doc Rivers. Corporate wants you to find the difference in these two pictures. It's the same picture. Right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I've, it's been a really, really, really interesting matchup. Uh, I've really enjoyed this series, and I really just want to see Philly just burn it down. Hey, has there ever been a, mo- a more, like, productive um, plus minus guy on the floor that doesn't score points more than PJ Tucker. I don't think so. No, no. I don't think so. My man's just out here. No points. Just, you know, I mean, five ben, rebounds, no assists plus eight. Just Ben Wallace would get like five points. You know what I mean? Like, like Dennis Rodman would get, Dennis Rodman will get seven points in games. You know what I mean? Like PJ Tucker doesn't even get that. He's like, I don't shoot. Like, yeah, we play five and four on offense, but guess what? On defense, I'm two people. So, which is crazy because he hit like a couple really big shots in that first game. Yeah, he did. Um, from the corner. And, uh, I was like, mm, this is why you bring a guy like this in, man. Like he doesn't got to score all game, but he'll get him when you need him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see how this lines up. I think all these series, really, this has been like, you know, we talked about before you got on, Josh, like it's just been such a great playoffs, uh, especially compared to like, I feel like the last, like basically since the bubble, I've the I've been to the point where I'm like, can this season just end already? Um, well, when have you, when have you ever felt like the second round games in the NBA have been this like competitive and probably this even when it comes to just like powerhouse teams, because you don't have a definitive clear cut yeah, man. You know, favorite to win a championship. I think the last time you can probably say that the playoffs was this even, and this is just off the top of my head. I'm sure it's been very close since then. Um, but Mike's last championship. So we've talked a million times about how good the Pacers were that year, but on the West side, like Utah had a really, really tough West that year too, that they had to get through. Uh, played a lot of really good teams coming up to that. Obviously, they played the Lakers in the first round. You know, that's the infamous Kobe Bryant air balls, um, things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, off top there, you know, maybe like those Heat teams that were going through Indiana, 
And on the other side, San Antonio is going through Dallas and teams Oof. like that. You those know, that was Pacers series. Whew. Yeah, those were great. And um, but yeah, you're right, man. Um, I guess 16. There was three teams that were really capable of winning the title. Well, uh, if you look at it right now, I mean, the only team that we really truly are looking at and saying like, eh, you probably don't belong is the Knicks, maybe. And, and, and I don't and I don't even know if that's really the case. Yeah, that's what we were just talking about. I feel like they just look like like John, uh, Shaw was talking about Randall mentioned in the press where he's like the Heat just won it more. And um, I said, like, I just feel like they look gassed. I feel like Miami has just like blown them up. Yeah, so playoff Jimmy, man, like he's a Jimmy. monster 16 game player. He doesn't give a shit about those 82. Get him to the 16. He'll figure it out. Ah, uh, boy. So talk about guys who have figured it out in the playoffs. Let's talk about Devin freaking Booker, guys. Ooh. Holy mackerel. Um, I thought Denver was just going to run over them. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, they went up 2-0. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, God. You know, Phoenix looks tired. Those guys were playing so many minutes. It's like. This doesn't look good. Um, and then, of course, you know, they go to Phoenix. Booker and Durant game three are lights out. Game four, they're lights out again. Um, obviously, we know that they're the most dom- they're the most dynamic scoring duo in the NBA together. Um, no one's yeah. going to argue that. It's what they do. But, look, they're doing this without getting nothing. Just about nothing from DeAndre Ayton in most of these games. Like, <laughs> let's just call it what it is um and but and and also bringing up you know the title of this episode yeah is phoenix better without chris paul which is something that josh brought brought up in a group text chris paul is off this team he's hurt i am shocked (laughs) i can just see the shock in your face actually did did i not call this bro chris paul getting hurt in the playoffs (laughs) is clockwork it is clockwork i mean it's amazing. I say it every year and every year it happens. It's like, don't depend on this guy. He could be, he could be 45 years old and averaging a triple double. And we'd be like that. No, this is it. This is the year. There's no way he's getting hurt. And then something happens in the playoffs. No matter so what year what, he doesn't get hurt. They go to the finals. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, did he get hurt that year? I think he did get hurt. Did he miss the game in the finals that year? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. So, but but this team, I mean, it's got to say something when you you're putting the ball in Devin Booker's hands. I mean, Devin Booker is just he's he's incre- like you said, he's incredible. He's playing incredible. And then you have Kevin Durant, you know, possibly the best player in the NBA. Like just putting those two together and just putting the ball in their hands. And like you said, they're not getting anything from DeAndre. <laughs> Dude, like, like- <laughs> this team starts Josh Akogi. Do, like, do you think? Do you think that he likes basketball? No. Like, what is he even doing here? He wanted to go to Indiana. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he's like, you know, I want out. He doesn't want to be there, and now he's like this reluctant center on this team with championship aspirations. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, and it's like, I don't trust him. Like. I don't trust him like, you know, cause he's not, he is, he is a player who was supposed to be giving you way more than you're getting. And, and he, we know he's I, capable of doing it. We know he's really and, good and he's capable of doing it. But like in a situation like this, 
would you rather have DeAndre Ayton, who's giving you nothing, or would you want rather have, you know, a guy who's just kind of a system dude who's going to be like a, let's say, a Kavon Looney? Would you rather have a Kavon Looney right now than DeAndre Absolute. Ayton? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm at the point of, like, Give me Jock Landale. Start Jock Landale. Play him twenty okay. minutes. Play him, play him thirty-one minutes. Jock you know Landale's gonna try. He's you know an energy guy, fight. man. Yeah, you know he's gonna fight. You know he's like gonna go out there and do his thing. He knows he's got to guard Jokic. He's gonna fight for Jokic. He's gonna make sure like he gets his boys in there and he takes care of Jokic so his guys can score. Um, you know Josh Akogi, who like yeah I made fun of and is obviously not a very good offensive player. Um, would not start on many different teams that are in the playoffs. But it's doing what he needs to do for this team. Um, Cameron Payne, who I think at one point we literally claimed to be the worst player in the NBA, is no, now we, starting on a team with title aspirations. True, true story. True story. I think we actually said that. I think, yeah, I definitely <laughs> so, said it. So this last game um, that they played where Phoenix won, um, a couple things stood out to me. Um, DeAndre Ayton was minus 13 on the floor, and Jock Landale was plus 16. Um, wow. Plus the, the, the sun's bench who we've been kind of riding on the whole series so far for not helping and showing up every Landry. guy that every guy that played was plus, um, eight or more Landry was plus 15 and he put up a 19 spot. So like their bench gave him some production and out of the starters, KD and Booker were the only two that were in double digits. Um, I think they both had 36. Um, uh, but I don't think people are understanding, what Devin Booker's doing in the playoffs right now. Like my I, lord. Yeah, I sent this guy to you. Yeah. I sent it to, to you guys. Um his shooting splits. Like he's shooting 61% from the field for the entire Ooh. playoffs. Wow. He's shooting 65% in this Denver series. <clears throat> um he's shooting 51% from three point range, uh almost 90% from the free throw line. And like wow. to me, that is just insane for a shooting guard. Um, to be able to put those splits up. Oh, uh, by the way, oh, he yeah. had 12 assists too. <laughs> and he had 12 assists. And this yeah. is where I'm starting to think that they're better off on the floor without Chris Paul because I think Booker solidified himself last year when Chris Paul was hurt. And and a little bit this year, like he can run the point. Like mm-hmm. he, can, yeah. he can facilitate the offense. And now you have another guy in KD who can just go wherever you need him to go to on the floor and get shots up. So – I almost feel like Chris Paul's holding them back. Uh, they definitely play faster without him. Yeah. I yeah, mean, he's like, what, 38 yeah. now? It's not, not even that point. I mean, like LeBron's 38 and the Lakers play fast with him. But my point being that, you know, he's not there just dribbling the air out of the ball and running the shot clock down, and then they run a set. They're like, get the rebound, push it, get the guy down the court, find Booker, find Durant. Okay, perfect. That was a possession. If those guys miss, you're more comfortable with them missing than you know having Tory Craig come in and take a shot, right? Like you're far more comfortable if Durant or Booker have the ball in their hands anywhere on the on in the half court than that situation. So what I you know I love what they're doing. I love that it's like whoever gets the board brings it down, pushes it up the court, finds someone cutting to the rim or finds someone in the corner. And yep. it's beautiful. It's play it's want, been great. I want people to take this into consideration too that Kevin Durant is having a horrible shooting series from three. Yeah. 
Um, I think he's shooting like 25% from a three-point line, and he's still shooting 48% from the field. And we didn't even talk about yet the fact that in that game, Nikola Jokic had 53 points. Yeah, yeah. I was going to bring that up. Like, he, yeah. he had an incredible game, and it's – I don't know about this Nuggets team, guys. Like, it's a uh, – No way. Yeah, I know. I know we've been I know we've been talking about it the entire yeah. year, literally. Yeah, as I think we may have said frauds at one point. I, I, um, I know I did. I mean <laughs> But you know, they're also playing against Devin Booker, who is the uh Ellie De La Cruz of basketball. So Yeah. Yeah. Well um go ahead, Josh. Oh, I was just gonna say I don't understand like I would I would almost want to be in an organization to try to understand like how guys get picked to play in certain games and how guys don't. And I know sometimes it's a matchup thing, but then there's sometimes where guys are just not playing and I don't understand why. Like for instance, why is Reggie Jackson not touching the floor? Um, And I'm not saying this in a bad way. Like last year when Reggie Jackson had to carry the, the, the Clippers basically on his back in the playoffs. um, I mean, he was balling out and now you're telling me this guy can only get three minutes a game. Um, and I'm sure didn't, we'll talk about play the, it all in this game. Yeah. And we'll talk about the other guy in here in a minute. Um, when we talk about the other series that I kept asking the same question for like two months. Um, but yeah, I, what, I mean, Zeke Naji, Zeke Naji can't play in this series. Yeah. Zeke Naji. So those two guys specifically, Jeff Green's only playing 16 minutes. Like you got to spell these starters out, man, because starting five, we've already said like your starting five is probably top two or three in basketball. But after that, mm-hmm. like it's, it's kind of a wrap. And and yeah. they only ran eight players that game, right? Is that who yeah. they ran last game? I mean, that's, that's a really short bench. But and even in that case of that time. So Christian Braun played eight minutes. Yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah. you can say he played, but took two shots. Yeah. Which is weird. I like Christian Braun a lot, actually. I do I, too. He's got some bunnies, man. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I think I think Phoenix is going to win this series. I really do. Um, I think they're going to win tonight. Something's changed no. in that. Something's changed in that series. Yeah, yeah I, like I said, the, the only the only thing that's different is Chris Paul's out. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So, should we get to it? Might as well. All right. So. The Los Angeles Lakers have a 3-1 lead on the Golden State Warriors, the defending champs right now. And I still do not feel comfortable with it. I still feel like you're like you're I said so earlier, superstitious. <laughs> so we we're texting about this really early this morning. I was at the gym. So like I got up really early today because like, you know, they, these West Coast games, I'm an old man. I can't stay up for them. Um, so I watched the game on my phone when I'm doing cardio at the gym this morning. And I'm like, what is going on here? What is what? How did this happen? How did they make this big comeback? This and that. And I'm like, oh, Lonnie Walker goes crazy in the fourth quarter. And Sean goes, I can't believe that this might be the dude that ends the Warriors. And I said, I got to see the body before I proclaim them dead. I got to see the body before I proclaim them dead. Because I just feel like, one, I definitely think they're winning tomorrow. I definitely think this is going to Los Angeles for game six. Um, but even if they're down three, one, three things, one, they've been in a situation before they're not faced. They've been down a series Two, 
They're playing the guy who came back from 3-1 on them to win the championship. They're one black hole in their legacy. You don't think they want to get that revenge? You don't think they want to get that back? Yeah, those dudes want to get that back. And three, what they did in the fourth quarter to really take LeBron and Anthony Davis out of the game plan and be like, all right, beat us with Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker. And it worked, you know, like I think like, but like 10 times out of 10, you're going to take that shot, right? You're going to take that chance that Lonnie Walker is going to beat you over those two. And oh, it just worked. Absolutely. Yeah. So, he's up. And how, and, and this is a guy who hasn't played that much. No, he played in game all. two. Yeah. He played in yeah. game. Th- no, game one. I think he had like 12 points. I'm I'm not even gonna lie to you. I forgot he was on the team until I woke up this morning. You thought he was one of the guys traded at the deadline? You thought like well, yeah, they have like well, well, players, well, it wasn't like... it wasn't even that. It's just I I just I completely forgot about because I remember at the beginning of the season we talked about him and how he might be a nice piece for this team and everything. And it's like he got lost in all these big trade accus- accusations and everything over the last couple yeah. of months, and he comes out. And they trusted him to go out and do that. And he does it. Huge. He didn't, he didn't even take a shot the first three quarters. And the fourth quarter, no. he just goes wild. Yeah. I love that they plug and play. They're like a college team where it's like, okay, we have this matchup now. Okay, they're going to start Gary Payton. Uh, Wiggins is going to take the jump against Davis. So uh, we're going to play Lonnie Walker. Okay, tomorrow they're bringing Looney back in the starting lineup. Uh, let's get more minutes for Vando here and let's bring this guy up to get him some more time. It's like the like the way Darvin Ham does it, like because he knows he can't out X and O Steve Kerr, but he might be able to out um, personnel him in, in, in some situations. Obviously, they don't have anyone that can guard Steph Curry, they don't have anyone that can guard Clay Thompson. But what they can do is they can throw all these bodies at you that you are not game planning for. And that's what they kind of yeah. really did this last couple games. Um, I think the one thing that really jumps out to me too, and I think Josh, we might've talked about this uh, off air, but what they won't say was doing so well in this game was they were taking AD out of the post and making him guard step on the perimeter and like taking him off the, take him out of the post and pick and rolls. And it worked over and over and over again. And then they just stopped doing it at one point. Just full on, we're like, that was working, so let's try something else. And that's when the <clears> Lakers are like, got back in the game and go on this big run. Um, I don't know. I think Dennis Schroeder's been tremendous this series. Like, he's been really good. Um, but they're getting different things from different guys. Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, etc. But with that being said, that team still has Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, Andrew Wiggins. I, I think it's at least going six. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't They're know. not going to lay down. They're not going to quit. So, all right. So look, so with two minutes, it was like two minutes and 30 something seconds left. Clay hit a three to put the, to put golden state up three. And um, from that moment, the game felt really weird. And I think what felt weird about it, like what you said, Tim, and we have been talking about this. They were, they were, they were getting, they were getting um, whoever Davis was guarding. They were having him, that guy come up and set a screen so that they could get the switch with Curry. And then Curry was just driving to the basket on him. Um, And he was getting shots off and he was getting, 
Um, so he even got a four point play towards the end of the game, like where he got fouled. And then <clears throat> I know that that's the greatest backcourt, the best, the greatest shooting backcourt ever. But their shot selection in the last minute of Terrible. that game was something I'd never seen. And I'm like, I was like, why did you shoot that shot? And then heat check, Clay tried to go heat check on him and he like hit the side of the backboard or, I mean, and I'm just like, you can't win games like that. Like, why did you stop doing what you were doing? Yeah, you were attacking, you were attacking, you were attacking. You were getting all kind of baskets at the rim because Steph was driving and dishing. And then you just stopped doing that. Like, how many, how many assists does Steph have? 12? Yeah, triple-double. 12 assists. The, the yeah. game they won, Steph also had 12 or 13 assists or something like that. Um, and they just stopped going to that. And I feel like that's their recipe for winning is Steph has to not maybe score as much, but he has to be more of a distributor and get the defense collapsed on him so he can kick it out. And his guy's got to knock down shots. And I'm always going to say, man, if, if they lose this series, I don't care how everyone else plays. If they lose this series, it, to me, it has to go back to the, the guy that you paid all the money to who has not showed up. And that's Jordan. Jordan Pool. Yep. Who uh, put up you- a goose egg last night. Total goose egg. But they, how did you guys feel about them starting Gary Payton in his place? It doesn't make sense to me. Um, I understand what they were trying to do in the circumstance of going small and trying to be faster than the Lakers. But at some point, size really matters here. And you're seeing that's how the Lakers are beating them up so much. I mean, Jared Vanderbilt's got a lot of situations where he's the one guarding Steph Curry. Obviously a much bigger dude. Their chef is Steph is pretty shredded. Like, let's call it what it is. Um, but I didn't love it. It felt it felt very forced. It felt desperate. Desperate. It was a very desperate move when they announced that they were going to be starting Gary Payton. He's a fantastic role player. I think mm-hmm. he's missed a step since last year. I'll say mm-hmm. it. And I think I he's also been hurt. You know, yeah. He's also been hurt. I don't know if he's still hurt or or, or whatever, but I look at how much money they they paid him this offseason. And and he did he was he was amazing last year. I, especially in the playoffs, he looked incredible. He looked like the heir apparent to the yeah. Splash Brothers. Like he was going to be the next guy that they brought up. And he was shooting so there were so many so many shots he made last year. I was like, "Oh my god, this guy's picking up." It's almost like he's 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 basically possessing the same powers at some some of some of the same time as the other players on this team, and I'm like I'm like this this is the next the next generation of this team, and that's not going to happen now. Like I think he's gone at the end of this year completely. Like I think if they lose this series, they are done with him. Like there's I I I can't see them justifying keeping him. I don't know who would want him. Someone would probably want to take a flyer on him, but oh sure they would. I mean, I mean, he was, he, you know, he might be one of those guys who needs to change his scenery or whatever, but I just don't understand how you disappear like this in the playoffs. I mean, it felt like they had like a, like a secret weapon last year with this dude and just to transgress this way. You know, the crazy thing is, is um, he actually, he, his scoring average went up this year. His shooting was a little off. Um, but I feel like he he definitely like like he averaged more assists a game. So like he his game grew right, but it grew in yeah. like the wrong places at the wrong time. 
Yeah. And I don't want to be one of those people to go back to the whole situation that started before the season happened, you know, and say, was that really a big piece of why this is going on? But I feel like when you look at like a lot of the guys that go through Golden State, I'm going to use Damian Lee as an example. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's brother, he's, you know, he's what Steph's brother-in-law or stepbrother yeah. or brother-in-law. Um, he married Steph's sister. I feel like though that, that, um, that culture rubs off on you. So if you look at like what Damian Lee did this year after leaving Golden State, he was like top three in the league in three point percentage. I know he didn't shoot a lot of threes, but I'm saying like when you're working out with those dudes every single day, you're working out with Clay and you're working out with Steph. Like, I don't feel like you have a choice but to be better. Like right. they're just going to leave you in the dust. So yeah. I wonder if Jordan Poole like pulled himself away and like wasn't training with those guys, you know, kind of like secluded himself after that incident and kind of just went on his own because that's what I feel like, you know, and I think they're trying to do all they can to say, no, he's part of the team. He's part of the team, but it feels like he's just distant to everybody else. I would agree with that. Yeah. I, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, yeah. Cause it's like, so with them, you know, Moses Moody is playing a ton and yeah. And like, playing well too. Yeah. I like Moses Moody a lot. So, you know, Dante DiVincenzo has obviously been like seamless to this team. This is a perfect, perfect Dude, I addition. really, really, really like him. I did too. Yeah. I loved him at Villanova. Loved him at Villanova. Um, but, you know, like I said, I think last night was just kind of one of those things where it was like, we kind of were like, all right, we're going to take LeBron and AD out and see if one of their guys will beat us. And one of their guys beat him. Um, I mean, Rui barely played in this game and Rui's been incredible this whole playoffs. Yeah. So, he has. Um, I, it's, you know, I think they win. I think Golden State wins tomorrow. Sean doesn't feel like he's as confident as I am. Um, no, I don't feel like it's over just yet. I don't think they'll win three in a row to end the series and like well, knock them out, but I would not be shocked. Here's, here's what I've learned is that they've proved, even though they've lost, They've proved that they can play on the road with the Lakers. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now they just got to hold home court advantage and win that game on the road. So game six is, is like a tell all of if dude, if you get to game seven, <laughs> you know, LeBron's going to be sweating bullets. Like all these jokes I made, I want a championship <laughs> with this. Like <laughs> I had a, I had a cake with their dead bodies on it. We'll yeah. bring that up. <laughs> So let me ask you this. He like, just deletes all those pictures off his Instagram. Like, that never <laughs> happened. What? What does that do for um, LeBron's legacy? Just per se, they lose this series being up 3 1. Then I don't know if this place really matters. You know what I mean? We're 20 years yeah. in. Like, yeah. People, yeah. people who is... like find ways to discredit him will still throw it in his face. But like, I don't think Curry losing this series, if the if the Lakers do win it, like does anything to his legacy. So, I mean, they both they both underperformed through the through the season, and just made it to the playoffs into this you know this weird series. And I I don't really think there's shame on any of them winning or losing. To be honest, no, with I you. agree. I mean, they're we're talking about one of the greatest play. Well, let's let's say two of the greatest players of all time are in this series and they've the two already most important like, players of their generation. Absolutely. And 
I just I just don't think this late in their career it's really much of a blemish. Someone's gonna have to lose. Right. And and the the like like you guys said, the the LeBron got the LeBron haters are gonna come out and they will throw this out. Oh yeah, here he is again losing and everything. And it's like, okay, well, like I don't I think the Lakers are gonna win this series, but like if that ends up happening, it's like I whatever, man. Yeah. Whatever, man. Yeah, and I think the same thing for for Golden State. If like, you know, I think the only thing we're gonna like leave this Golden State conversation if the Lakers do hold on is just gonna be like, was that it? Is this the end of that group? And I don't know. I just feel like they're gonna play together forever. I feel like that they're just those 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 three dudes are gonna retire together. But it's gonna come up in conversation an awful lot until a decision's made, especially with this being Draymond's free agent year. Yeah. So, so just off subject, did you guys see Gary Payton run off the floor? The first or the second? Gary Payton, the uh, first, the first, the, the, the first one. Um, yes. Where he just like ran back into the locker room, and I was like, "What in the world is going on?" And then they they came out and said that my man threw up in his mouth and was like holding it in his mouth, and that's why he ran back to the locker room. I did I see like, that. My lord. Yeah. Was you playing that hard, man? Because I saw Gary Payton Sr. <laughs> at one point, like, brush shoulders with LeBron. Like, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Who is he rooting for in this series? You know, he is a former Laker, after all. Um, he did go to the finals with the Lakers. And, you know, I'm kidding. Yeah. I obviously know where he's going, yeah. where, where, where his heart is. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. But I'm excited to see how this plays out. Um, yeah, I think game six is going to be... Whoever wins game six wins the series. I think we have underestimated the Lakers roster rebuild. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to, if we, if they end up winning the whole thing and I think they have a great shot at winning the whole thing. Like I think they have a legitimate great shot at winning. They are a finals contender, but if that happens, we're going to be looking back at this as like a masterclass and rebuilding a roster, you know, at a trade deadline. Has this ever happened? Nothing, with with nothing. Like they had nothing and they turned it into something. Um, His last Cleveland team completely revamped their roster. They didn't win the championship, but they did full on oh. like redo their roster and go to the Are finals. You, so, so we're talking about the team that basically traded the entire bench that one year. Oh my yeah. god, that was Derek Rose into that. Was he? Did he? Was he on the team or traded off the team? I don't he was even tra- remember. Him, him and du- him, Dwayne Wade and Isaiah Thomas were traded off the team. That's right. Okay. In return, they got Larry Nance Jr., Jordan Clarkson, um, George Hill. Um, yeah, they yeah, traded they- their whole roster that year. Yeah, basically, except for LeBron and Kevin Love. Um, yeah. All the pieces they got in the Kyrie Irving trade, they moved at the deadline. Yeah. So, oh, except for Jetty. Uh, no, no, it wasn't Jetty. They got some international player that I don't even know if they came over. We're but talking, yeah. Mo- we're talking Mozgov or this, we're talking Apple. No, Mozgov was before no. that. Because <laughs> <Yeah>, Mozgov <laughs> got that big ass contract with the Lakers after the Cavs won the title. That's right. Uh, oof, what a yeah. What a deal. Shout out Tristan Thompson. Continue to getting paychecks for being LeBron's friend. Get those friend. checks, man. Get yeah. those checks, man. Good for I'm him. I'm LeBron's friend. Therefore, you can put me on the Lakers. I'll play when it's a blowout. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll celebrate on the bench with my teammates. You know. 
hey, I like the guy was there the whole time. You know what? And if there's a blowout, he gets to run out on the floor and play for a minute. Yeah. You got you got his basket the game before last. That's right. Yeah. It's like uh it was like when the Bulls had that one game in the finals against the Jazz when they won 96 to 54. And everyone was just waiting for uh Bill Wennington to score at the end of the game so everyone can say they got a basket. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I was um I was watching the last dance was on ESPN the other night and I caught like episode eight or nine and they were just showing those games from the finals and like how much of a grind those games were 86, 82. (laughs) Oh, just God. Incredible, incredibly just grindy basketball in general. I think I say all the time, I joke all the time. So when Tayshaun Prince had that block on Reggie Miller, it was like four minutes ago in the fourth quarter. I think the score was literally like 73 to 67 at the time of the block. Like yeah. It was something like that. I just, I know the rules were a little different, but like the, just two really good defensive teams playing each other. Yeah. And that's what you get as a result of that. So, well, when, when Kobe lost the Lakers that series against the Pistons, I mean, when the Lakers played the Pistons in the finals and uh, those games were very grindy as well. And it was like double digits every night. Um, side note on the last dance, we've talked about this before. Sean and I have, why did they just totally skip over the 97 team? The 97 team was so dope. And they were just like, they, they, Oh yeah, they won the title On to the 98 I team. Get, I remember getting in an argument with you about that. You're like, no, they talked about it. I'm pretty sure. And I'm like, no, I'm like, they show him win that championship cry in the locker room. They end up playing, um, uh, they end up playing that it's a cover of a song that Jose, uh, I'm trying to think what his name is, Jose Garcia, I think played. And they play that cover and then it goes into the next season. It's like, yep, we're back in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and we won. And I'm like, you completely skipped over it. Like it was only about the 96 season and the 98 season. They don't talk about the 97 season at all in that documentary. We could have had two more episodes of that, and that would have been wonderful, because that was like something I didn't even want. I didn't want that thing to end. They didn't. You're right. They didn't, but they did talk about the finals in 97. um, Yeah. That last episode before the end. They completely went through it. Yeah. They were like, and the Bulls went 72 and 10, won a championship, and they are in the finals against the Jazz again. And you're like, (laughs) well, they just automatically got put in the finals. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like, you know, during the first three Pete, let's like, yeah, well, they end up beating the Trailblazers, you know, and it's like, like, you know, we get the we get the shot of the shrug. That's it. You know, like, that's it. Yeah. That's the, that that one season because it's right there in the middle packed in between. Don't even talk about one of the greatest EA sports basketball games of all time because of that series. Bulls versus Blazers. Oh, yes. Yes. Literally yes. an all time video game, an all timer. That was the first. Was it, it one of the first games that had like authentic, yeah, um, like moves of guys? Yeah, yeah. There was one of the NBA lives, and this is you know we should probably end the show here, but now I'm just having fun. Um, one of the NBA lives when like when Jordan was in his uh, retirement when he was playing minor league baseball, where they weren't able to put him in the game because of the MBPA agreement, but you could go in to create a player and pipe type in Michael Jordan. And it would automatically it would fill in all of his attributes. Well, it wasn't, and it wasn't just him. It was uh, Larry Bird was, was one. 
Yeah, there was, I think, I think all of the players from like the top 50, the top 50 team were built in there. Like George Mikan was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I went really deep with that one year. So, but uh, yeah, Bulls versus Blazers was the predecessor to uh, NBA Live. Yeah. So that was kind of the first NBA Live that came out. But I think they only, in Bulls versus Blazers, wasn't, there was like no season mode. I think it was just like just right. playoffs, right? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, if, I, if I remember correctly too, the Dream Team game, you could only play against the Dream Team. It was Team USA versus Team USA, I think. It was something weird like that. So weird. So weird. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, any complaints about uh, all defensive teams besides Anthony Davis not being picked for one? I think we're all about sick of Anthony Davis not being on yeah. an all defensive <laughs> team. I think if you really look at it, though, I think it came down to him not playing enough games. Yeah, I, yep. I, was, I yep. was fine with it. Um, Alex Caruso, first team all defense. That was pretty cool. Yeah, Bulls had something to brag about today. Dude, they were actually like, I looked this, I was looking more and more into it because, you know, the year they had was terrible, obviously. They were like a top five defense in the NBA this year. Yeah. Yeah. They turned <laughs> that around. They did. The, they did. What the hell? But, but it was because of that guy. Yeah. And because he's and a psychopath the, on the defense well, side. And, and the thing that bothers me about that is he had a lot of trade value this year. <laughs> and right. we could have dumped him off for some draft picks or something. And they're like, no, let's just hold on to him for another year. <laughs> So yeah. we could almost make the playoffs and then lose and then lose our draft pick. You guys feel any sort of way about Giannis not getting picked? Um, I thought his tweet was really funny when he was like, I'm so tired <laughs> of the disrespect. I'm like, I'm like beat an eight seed. All right, bro. Beat an eight seed. And then we'll talk about respecting you. All right. Yeah. You're the best player Ooh. in the world and you can't beat an eight seed. So. Well, so. well, he, he was hurt two games. Okay. Yes, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there for sure. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, and uh, USC, in there. USC basketball added yet another celebrity son today. Who? Dennis DJ Rodman, son of Dennis Rodman, will be teammates with Bronny James next year. Oh, I thought Whoa. you were about to tell me that Masterpiece son came back. No, I think he's still at Louisville. Actually, was he oh, in like his seventh year now? I, uh, Hersey, <laughs> the second year player. Yeah, Hersey that played at Xavier. Not Percy. Hersey. Not Percy, Percy Jr. Hersey. Hersey, yeah. Um, well, so remember? Rodman, Rodman's son is playing there. Yep. With LeBron's Fantastic. son. Fantastic. So they are going to be good. USC going to be? They're going to be pretty good. Um, not just because of those two, but they got a, they got freaking Isaiah Collier. And that kid is going to be pretty, pretty, pretty freaking filthy. Uh, so, yeah. Well, We'll probably touch on that on that large bid this week. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. They also have their own RSS feed now where you can check them out. So, um, hey, also check out our TikToks and our YouTubes because we're putting a lot of effort into those as well. Uh, keep an eye out for our episodes here each and every week. We're going to go and wrap this up. Give us five-star reviews and give us all your monies. See ya.